my wife is a, a businesswoman, a business, a writer of business, and therefore the only people she hangs out with, and therefore the only people that I ever see or are, are business people or the, the business journalists, and that's the only thing they talk about. Long story short, uh, I get, I'm on this. I get an email from one of uh, our friends who's writing a book. Um, and he must have just put everybody he knows on this like book launch email. Uh, and I do want to read the book. I should say this. Uh, I'm going to make fun of this email, but I, I do want to read the book. It's about, I don't know anything about it, so it could be interesting. Um, I get the email. It says, we are now officially one month from the release of The Fund, Ray Dalio, Bridgewater, Associates, and the Unraveling of a Wall Street Legend. You may have heard that we are under withering legal threats. That's true. Nobody knows what is in this book, and everyone will be shocked. <laughs> like nobody knows. Like, you, how'd you do it? You have a bad publisher, then. Like, how? Yeah. And and how did you how did you write this? If, if you it's don't like know, a cut to a room of like a bunch of blind typesetters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also like the. Everyone will be shocked. Everyone. Like, is this some sort of Indiana Jones relic that if the book is open, then like, you know, mm-hmm. shock waves go off and like all of our faces melt and uh, you can't look directly at it or something? Mm-hmm. The odds are good, Matt. No one knows what's in the book. That is, yeah. <laughs> the subject that none of us have ever heard of uh, <laughs> and the person about whom this book uh, was written, no one has ever heard of, but it's going to shake the foundations of society itself. <laughs> <laughs> when we find out what he did, which probably anyone who knows him already knows, and they just don't know all the details. But oh my god, some rich guy's an asshole. I don't mm-hmm. believe it. I, I sir, am shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's besmirching the good name of Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's where we we associate that with on, the highest honor, mm-hmm. highest form of honor, conduct, integrity. Rockney, Paul Brown, Vince Lombardi, and our dad. What do they all have in common? Hung like a racehorse. Mm, were they all boyfriends of uh, Marilyn Monroe? No, no. Okay, I didn't think that was. They all love fedoras. Aha! <laughs> and <laughs> that <laughs> also, <laughs> mm-hmm. at some point, they also all said, you know, if I run up and down these sidelines yelling at kids, someday they'll erect a statue in my honor. And so far, it has come true for three out of the four. <laughs> We're waiting. Time will tell. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. I haven't been to the Putnam County Fairgrounds in a while. There, For all I know, there could be a cut-off jean shorts wearing statue of dad on the <laughs> SAY soccer fields. Uh, yeah, could be. And, and member of Little Captain Travis, that's you, our listening audience, Maybe your uncoordinated kid signed up for a sport that you know nothing about and you too want to become a coach. Get out the clipboards and start shopping for juice boxes in bulk because this week on the Free Legal Advice Podcast, we're going to cover everything you need to know to become a legendary coach. And rule number one, buy a fedora. I cannot stress Mm -hmm. that enough. Rule number one. Um, (laughs) Doesn't matter the sport, the the event, the whatever you're doing. 
you will look a lot more like you know what you're doing if you're wearing a fedora. It's like if you yell at a child, everyone's like, look at that asshole. But if you got the fedora on, they're like, oh, he's coaching. <laughs> then you, you yell at the kid like, hey, asshole, listen to that guy. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, now the kid's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's the Uno reverse card of hats. <laughs> Quit being an asshole. Do what the man says. Yeah, listen to the hat. Some uh, kind of one thing I want to cover is the kind of the spectrum of coaching because there's there's a whole wide range of the level of intensity that uh, coaching can cover, and we're going to cover some important do's and don'ts. But before we get into it, uh, I do want to cover you know why you should trust us. What experience, if any, do we have with coaching? Uh, personally, I coached uh, junior high and high school cross country and high school track. Some of the kids might say I was decent at it. Most of them probably saw right through me and were like, this guy's a total joker. Um, I also, I don't, ah, man, I might still have the screenshot somewhere. According to Wikipedia, there was a point where I coached Piqua uh, Piqua High School's lacrosse team to a state championship. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They don't have a lacrosse team, and the kids love fucking with me, and I, I remember that being on their Wikipedia page at some point. So, I've got some bona fides. I've got, you know, seasons of coaching and a state title under my belt. Nice. Um, Grant, have you ever done any coaching or why, why should we listen to you? Uh, well, I mean, coaching is about, you know, leadership. And I, I was a co-captain of the cross-country team. Okay. I was also, according to the coach himself almost voted captain of the track team. And so, I mean, <laughs> look no further for your leadership bona fides than me. Damn. Because if you do, you will find much greater people. Do not look any further <laughs> than me, please. It's interesting that in track, like the sports I was in, you know, they were voting for for who should, who should be the captain. But none of us voted for, and who would you almost vote for? Right? And who you would almost <laughs> vote for, too. <laughs> you won that one that lands down. Yeah, yeah. It's a different voting system, you know. Uh, If you look at my my fides, you'll see that they're bona because Mm. there's a saying that those who can do and those who can't coach, I can't do tons of shit, and I can't coach. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I especially can't coach, so I must be great at coaching. Mm -hmm. QED. What about you, Ben? Well, uh. There were a couple games where the assistant coach didn't show up and they needed a base coach. So uh, I was a stand-in <laughs> base coach for sixth grade softball. And now this is like rec league, Kiwanis. You know, this it's not the travel league kind of stuff. But I was a stand-in base coach. They they knew where to go anyway. They And they the first game especially, they did not listen to me at all. Uh, but then <laughs> uh, after a little rec bit of league, shouting, So there's a, there a two-beer minimum, right? Two, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Little drunk shits couldn't Damn, listen. To- I, I completely forgot about base coach. That's a big responsibility. Base like, co- are you yeah. sending them? Are you you putting them hands up in there? You putting on the brakes? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, it's like the, you know, the shit that you add to your car to like the fuel additives to like supposedly make mm-hmm. it run better to not stop smoking yeah, and stuff. Turn it into a better I'm car for the runs. Look at the scoreboard. The base coaching is the additives <laughs> that you know affect <laughs> whether they got mm-hmm. out or got got home. That's me. Yeah. High performance. That's what made Richard Petty so good. It was the additives. Nothing else. Yep. They added several base coaches into his fuel tanks. <laughs> Championships. <laughs> 
I think Richard Petty won because of gas station dick pills. Is that a, is that a fact or is that just a rumor <laughs> I made up? <laughs> All of us have been coached, though. We've been in organized oh, things that have had coaches, though, and I I think we've had probably some decent and some awful. <laughs> I don't know if we've had any good, but we'll we'll get to that point. Um, so there's a lot of coaching that you know, like I said, it covers a pretty wide spectrum of intensity. I've put this into three categories. First category is better cut up some orange slices. The second category is better watch some YouTube videos. And the third category is better devote an unhealthy amount of your life to this. <laughs> and so let's walk through in that order. The, the better cut up some orange slices. And I live next to a, a very small park. It's just like probably like three acres of grass that happen, doesn't happen to have any houses on it, so it's a park. And um, on Saturday mornings, I'll go for a run, and suddenly the whole thing is like toddler-aged kids who seemingly like recently learned how to walk, and they're like soccer, they're weekend soccer league, and I kind of slow down to watch. And it's like On the one side of the, the, the park, there's like, they don't even put up the little tiny goals. They just have the kids like, do some do some high knees and let let's like do little, run in around these cones and half the kids are just like hugging their their uh, parents' legs you know afraid mm-hmm. to like go do it and then on the other side of the park they're definitely still not like yeah they don't really know what they're doing most but but there's like you know it's a tiny goal and they set up some cones to give them a little field but I'm thinking that level of coaching is just like hey that, that's more of an activity um, but. At what point in in the, at that level do you are you do you think there's a coach in that league that's like thinking of themselves in the American soccer pyramid and how they're <laughs> contributing? This is where you like start building this. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like building the skills. There probably is some asshole. I'm, I'm guessing at every level there's going to be some asshole. Yeah, taking it too serious. The delusion but. knows no bounds, man. It's everywhere. I feel like if you let the pure part of that that everyone's enjoying continued, they'll just end up as cosplayers because it's like, you guys want to pretend to play soccer? No one really wants to. (laughs) (laughs) So there is some delusion perhaps in some of those coaches, right? Where of what they think that they're doing versus just like, ah, you're having, helping some kids get exercise and wearing a funny costume. There is a lower level. You just have to let go of labels. The parents shouting from the sideline is the lowest form of coaching. <laughs> the ones that That's think true. that they are affecting the game and they're just screaming. And some are some do it out of reflex me uh, and know what they're trying. They're maybe just yelling at their own kids or they're just saying, go, go, go. And then there's some that really like, I need to be there yelling or this doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that is that is a great point. How are they going to do it without me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Truly the lowest level uh, and the worst uh, when it really comes down to it. So the other thing in, at this level, and I'm, I'm going to take this up to, let's if we're sticking with soccer, just because that's an easy one, take this up to like fourth grade or something. Um, at that point, that you're playing on a real field with goals and they're you're supposed to kind of know the rules and where to run and not to run. Um, when I look back on it, I it always amazes me that like our mom and dad were coaches because like I'm I go, you guys don't know anything about sports, you don't know anything about soccer. Like, how did you how did you know what to do at practice? How did you know what to have the kids do? But um, do you think is it a matter of like 
it coaches itself or is it a matter of like, you know? Well, soccer in America at that time coached itself because no one knew what they were doing. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Just exactly. Kick the ball. It's the reason it's the most, it's the most popular sport on in the world. Cause it's the simplest sport and anyone can play it. And it requires, there's no requirements at all. You can be the poorest person on earth and you can still play soccer. And so, yeah, you just, you put a ball out there and they kick it. What's, what's to know. <laughs> he had been a coach too already, by the way, he was an assistant wrestling coach. Uh, That's true. For, for high school. Um, so he had some experience in that. And then he was somehow interested in. It's like okay, you got. If any one of you have ever organized like a volunteer or charity kind of thing, you are just looking for anyone who makes eye contact with you just too long, and you're like, you, mm-hmm. you, you'll do it. Come on, yeah, you can contribute to this. It's a club, you know, you got a club going or something. And I can think of some other people in our town who were kind of like more involved in that, and we would talk to them as like another family, and they were probably like, hey, Mark, you want to do something nice? Want to do something? Oh yeah, nice. I like nice. You co- didn't you coach? Did you coach wrestling? Mark, you want to help out by doing some extra work? What, yeah. What did you say? Do what did you say? <laughs> All I heard was extra work. What'd you say? I heard help extra do work. What? He yes. just starts shoveling immediately. It? He just starts digging a hole. What? Huh? Yeah, I do. I do. Look, look, look at him. Do from nowhere. Yes. No, no, not, oh, that. not here, Mark. Not here. Coach, you want this dirt? Soccer? Okay. Are you sure this is work? Yeah, Boy, it seems like I. ordering kids around. That sounds like fun. Are you sure this was work? Trust me, Mark. It's oh, work. It seems work. like it's they're work. Yeah, doing work. You got to order the t-shirts. Huh? Mm. If it's work, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> you got to drag your kids there who don't want to do it. Oh, that's work. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. There it is. Yes. There yes. it is. Well, then you level up to to that next tier, which is better watch some YouTube videos because. I don't know, fifth grade and up. You know, let's let's take it to like baseball. If when, once the kids start pitching and it's like real sport and you need base coaches, uh, um, I feel like there is a certain amount of like I don't want to say pressure, but you're like, well, they, we we do want that we're here so the kids exercise, have social outlets, and you know have fun and all those things. But there's kind of a, like we don't want to suck. <laughs> you right. don't want to be so bad that it's miserable for everyone. So you kind of have to start um, figuring out like, well, what is good practice? What do I do at practice? What are the drills? What are the skills? That kind When of that changes is when you go from saying, who's who's going to coach this team? And you, that it, it changes from who's coaching the team this year? Because mm-hmm. when it's this year, it's just, we just need, you need a warm body. You need a, an adult to fill in. Because so- yeah. someone has to be there to be in charge. That's a good but point. then it's a, when it's like, a well, I'm coaching this. And you coach the team year after year. And it doesn't matter if your kid's on it or not. Yeah. That's when. And that's like a junior high era kind of thing. Like somewhere around there. There's a. Or for traveling coach. and clubs and shit. Then it happens earlier. But then that is the same yes. thing, Grant. That yes. it's. They're more serious because it's like I coach the Columbus football club aficionado. You know, yes. whatever. uh fake Spanish name that they have, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point when the coach doesn't change. Yeah, that, that is a great call. Another thing that impresses me, I, I have a great, call, great it, coach, make great calls. Uh, <laughs> should have been that damn track captain. God, those motherfuckers, why did they vote for me? Hold on a second, is that a filter? Oh, fuck, I thought, I thought you had a fedora on for a second, and then I was like, uh, filter. Mm, uh, it's a trilby. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
Grant, you know what, how we feel about trilbies on this podcast. I know. I wanted to feel like a I'm big... tapping the sign that says no trilbies right now. Yeah. Trilby, the <laughs> almost fedora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> voted almost fedora. Uh, let's cut. <laughs> they almost voted it as fedora. The, the thing that I, the other thing that I'm I think about my friends who have kids that are coaching that impresses me again is the like not they have never done that sport. It's not something they're familiar with, but like they take it on and they're at that kind of like middle level where they're like you know they're the coach and they're they figured out how to like be competitive. And I mean, now we have the internet. Like you said, maybe dad got a book from the library on how to soccer. But um, like, for example, I have a friend who coaches his daughter's lacrosse team. He never played lacrosse. had no idea of, you know, what the hell it even was. But now, and it's a super, it's like one of the best, it's a feeder into like this, like one of the best national programs at the high school level. And, but he's like picked it up and like gone all in on it. And it's like, I guess there's enough YouTube out there oh, yeah. and there's enough content that you can kind of learn anything and Matt, figure you were it out. A teacher, but I, you understand that you have to project an air of confidence or they will eat you alive. And I think that's a through line from dad to uh, Vince Lombardi is just like, Hey, pretend like, pretend like you're serious. And like, this is like, just no kids. We should kick the ball over there. Pretty sure that's the direction I have. Absolutely seen that, Corey. Confidence. You are now, Corey. I'm uh, sorry. I, I I was almost gonna vote for Grant, but I'm voting. I'm voting for Corey. <laughs> voting for Corey. Uh, yes, that is Corey's new captain of the podcast. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that in my daughter's sports of uh, someone giving a look, maybe too many inches, and then uh, the whole season, no one listens to them. Yeah. Hmm. Well, our mo- our 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 one step up, our last. Uh, stop on the spectrum is better devote an unhealthy amount of your life to this. And that's where I think of like high school football. It doesn't have to necessarily be high school though. Like you said, Ben, you mentioned traveling programs. There are some like fifth grade, fourth grade. There are some like young kids sports now that are way more intense and way more involved than certainly when we were in sports. But, um, you know, I have a friend who coaches his daughters like AAU, but they're traveling all over like the Eastern (laughs) seaboard. Yeah. Uh, to go to these tournaments and games and things, and it's like a, it's almost like a full time job that you know, except except for the pay and benefits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I think uh, the classic example though is high school football coach. So I'm I'm going to be. We'll have to adjust this adjust this for inflation. But like I remember back when I was teaching, all of this is you know, if it's at a public school, it's public knowledge what what the teachers and coaches are being paid. Um, so go look up uh, your friend, your teacher friend's salaries, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a fun way to spend the mm-hmm. evening. Um, but, like, you can see what the coaching stipend is, is, and it's not a lot. So, like, a high school football coach, I'm thinking it's probably, this was uh, 15 years ago, so adjust for inflation, but, like, $3,500. For the season, um, yeah. Maybe up to $5,000 um, at a not prestigious, you know, kind of program or something. For but like, a year of your life. For, it, it's year round. Like you're, you're, uh, it is a full on commitment. You're in the weight room before school. Um, you're doing film on the weekends. You're, it's just like a constant um, hustle. It doesn't cover the effort. It's definitely like, 
hey man, we see you sacrificing for these kids. We'll throw you a little something. But if you really needed a side hustle, it's called stealing catalytic converters. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent point. It's way less effort. The thing is, at that level, though, you can't really, like a high school football coach, you can't really like phone it in. Like cross-country coach, I can give you some tips on how to phone that in. It, but uh, Yeah, you just say run. I mean, <laughs> you just tell them to go run. Where? You know, around town. Somewhere. They don't have to go around the track or how many times. Yeah, absolutely, you can phone that one in. Grant, that actually, that reminds me of mm-hmm. the anecdote that you once told me about, um, since we're talking about our dad and coaching now, uh, it reminds me of the anecdote you told me when dad started running. Uh, it's something about, like, I thought you guys weren't doing it hard, or what, well, no, how that's does that go? The, uh, so, you know, we talked about parents and yelling too much and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my experience, mom and dad, as, you know, spectators... They showed up to everything and they cheered, yay, go Grant. And they were very supportive and, you know, was, they weren't not, they weren't the over yeller kind of people or anything. They were always very supportive and dad would like uh, say like, you know, what position I was in or whatever, try and help me out in the cross country meet. Like, oh, you're here, but whatever, here's the time or whatever. Try and help me out. And after the race, it'd always be like, oh yeah, good job, Grant. Very supportive. And then many years later when he himself started running, he said, holy crap, I, I cannot believe how fast you guys used to be. Oh, my <laughs> God, you were running like the 17s? Like, holy crap, I used to think you guys were so slow. I used to think, like, <laughs> I, could, I could, like, kick all your asses, basically. Like, mm-hmm. what, you just run hard. Oh, it hurts, it's tiring. Okay, you just So what? Just suck it up, run harder, just keep going. What's to yeah. do? <laughs> it's a lot harder yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the so 20 seconds some... you ran by past me, I was like faster. But As I stood like, there yeah, standing. I just, I just thought you could go faster. <laughs> I thought you just, you know, I thought I'd beat all of you. No, that. it's not true at all. To, and to be fair, <laughs> when you're watching a cross country meet, they don't really look that fast. No, they don't. Like, all right. And you can jogging. see some they, kids you, are like, you know, really fast. And then it's like, oh, an 18, you ran it in 18. You ran a 5K in 18 minutes. Ran a 5K in 18 minutes. Go run a 5K. <laughs> you are going to run it in 18 minutes. That's no, that's moving. No, you're not. This summer, I, I had my example of this. My daughter is a swimmer. And I will watch her and go, hey, you know, she's improving. But if she really tried, you know what I'm saying? And so I thought, (laughs) I'm going to show her in the pool. Like, I will swim with her, and I will be pretty competitive. She has been swimming for, I don't know, first grade or something. Maybe she started swim team, kindergarten or something. And she now she's in eighth grade. But this was the summer, so, you know, she's not all the way in eighth grade. Whatever. Um, (laughs) No, it turns out kids who swim for eight years in a row get really good at swimming. Uh, I was like, I couldn't even... I, we, I decided to cancel the competition before it started because I just like was <laughs> inhaling water and I was like, let's just do this. Because I will say like, you know, well, on your starts, try to like really try to jump out there. We just did push off the edge of the pool and see how far you can push. But, and she, <laughs> I, I, I went first. I'm like, because I am stronger than her. I am un, 
objectively much stronger than she is. And I shove off the wall and, you know, just glide out there. And then I stop. And then she goes and just goes way past me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did you do that? Because <laughs> she's a much, much better swimmer than I am. So, yeah, I don't have to wait until, uh, uh, you know, another 20 years or however dad was or however old he was when he realized that. Turns out mm-hmm. high school kids practicing running for uh, all year are good at running. Yeah. <laughs> But I am equally yeah, that, as arrogant. There's something about being in the peak physical uh, point prime of your life and being trained for something <laughs> that, uh, mm-hmm. as an mm-hmm. untrained yeah. st- uh, bystander, seemed weak. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're already kind of sharing uh, some some examples that uh, of good coaching and bad coaching. Um, I will I will give a do or a, a good example. I guess do tell the kids. Uh, this is cross country. Do ke- tell them to go for a run and then rarely ever check on them <laughs> because when you're on the cross country team, that's the fucking best. You're like, he's back at the high school. He told us to go run around town for a half hour. Let's just go sit in the park, you know, or let, let's go fuck around. Like there, it's, tr- it's one of the more unsupervised sports when you're, they're just like, eh, go, go run for a while and come back. I'm going to be here. What's he going to do? Run <laughs> no- run 10 K with you or something? We could see how many beers we're missing in our coach's uh, uh, case. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might not have made that sweet sweet uh, football coach money, but it's fifteen hundred bucks probably to to drink some beer in your truck while kids run. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> good gig. Drive near kids. I'll file that under making it fun because that's the I, the majority of the stories of like what you should do is to me a big part is making it fun. Um, there is like a time for being serious and competitive. But for the most part, as like the idea of like, they'll say it at college events, you know, or college football, like, you know, only 1% of these people will ever go pro. So, you know, whatever. Um, Making it fun. My first experience of like, or one, whatever, junior high football was fun. Those guys were fucking weirdo drunks who all like (laughs) chewed a huge wad of dip (laughs) in their mouth and wore those like, polyester coat shorts and had huge beer guts and were crazy people bike brand yes yes okay uh this is how i learned about hangovers because the coach came hung over and everyone was talking <laughs> about it and i was like wait a minute you're telling me he poisoned himself and he still showed up to yell at us that's kind of awesome <laughs> like he's kind of a good guy <laughs> if he was hung over at junior high football practice that's amazing because they were after school so he was he was really <laughs> he, he was really oh it. he was uh, yep. <laughs> so I'm not going to say which coaches because some of the, uh, but we had these crazy guys. Um, and this is also it filed under like maybe what not to do, but I remember <laughs> the coach yelling at one kid, you big pussy, you're the biggest pussy in the whole fucking, you're the biggest pussy I've ever seen. If my wife's pussy was that big, I'd be home fucking her right now. Which is like, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. No sense. <laughs> that is wrong it, on every conceivable axis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that Grant, you don't know what he desired in his heart. Uh, but we were rolling <laughs> laughing about that. Heart. And he was, they they joked about stuff. They, um, he wanted our roll call on the bus. We had triplets and we had twins on, on our team. Um, and he would say like, he wanted to do, he, and it took a lot of training. These kids could not figure out what he wanted. But, you know, it'd be like, Siefker, here. Uh, Adams, here. Smith, here. 
you trip, you trip. He wanted them to go here, here. And Stephus, 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 here, here, here. But they they would all do it in unison or it took a long time. But uh, they joked and like they would uh, have like little inside jokes and they, they made it fun. Junior high football was very fun. That's mean to the kid who was the big pussy that he would say he was the big <laughs> pussy. Now, to be fair, Ben, was, was he a big pussy? He was a huge <laughs> pussy. An incredible okay, pussy. Okay, well, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, question, qu- follow-up. If your wife's pussy was as big as him, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where would you be right would now? Would you A, fuck her, or B, be home fucking her right now? The answer is B. <laughs> that one still sticks out in my head. Having fun is is like, it, again, even if you are competitive, and it's fun to win. Like, that's, oh, that's yeah. the other argument. Yeah. Like, well, it's fun to win, and it sucks to lose, and I can talk all about that. But um, at the end of the day... Be be good to the kids. Be have fun. Like even get you can you can give them a hard time. You can call them a big pussy, <laughs> but you can you can scream at a seventh grader that they're a big pussy. But at the end of the day, like just I don't want to say be a good role model, but just like be a good human to them. Be have fun. Make, let them have fun. Make some memories yeah. and make some friendships and stuff like that. You know, Matt. Um, we keep focusing on. Uh, kids and uh, yelling at children is where the word, you know, that's that's what's near and dear to my heart when it comes to coaching. But, uh, like, you can, you can, you can be, uh, you can have a coach later on in life. I did a, I did like a, a, a Japanese fencing thing in my 20s, and we had uh, a series of people who thought they knew what they were doing to coach us until we had a guy who's like, hi, I did this in Japan, let me coach you. And the thing that made him a really good coach was he's like, none of you are becoming samurai. This is a sport. Let's take it down a notch. Let's all just calm down. And he's like, let's see how. Let's see what, what part of this you can use in your everyday life. Maybe standing up straight, breathing, focusing on what you're doing. He like brought like, he's like, let's That's let's awesome. let this be useful in your life because you're never going to win a sword fight <laughs> because you're never going to be in a sword fight. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry yeah. about that part. Don't worry about avenging so, your like, master. He, he wrote me like a nice little letter, and he, you know, and at the bottom of it, like after like he left, he was like, "Oh, and remember, move every day as you would in kendo. Like, you know, remember the lesson that I taught you of like, you know, what's important and what to take with you." Versus a wrestling coach that tells you that the end times are coming because of one world currency, and he can breathe fire. <laughs> that's the that's the yeah. outside world you don't want to incorporate into. He had uh, a lot of weird, crazy shit that also kind of made it fun, um, but the crazy wrestling coach did make it a place where I wanted to be. Like, let's contrast mm. that with the, the one who took over afterwards. Because mm. when the one that that I had, Jim Fight, he, uh, it was fun. Like, we worked really fucking hard. Um, he taught us the kind of stuff that, you know, he tried with his knowledge to make us better wrestlers. Um, I won more matches than I lost. Uh, I I had a great time. I enjoyed, like, oh, all right, wrestling season's here. I like that. Uh, wrestling practices here. I like that. Um, and he let us tape a guy up like a big fish once, like just stop practice and just start mummifying um, uh, Harold K. Uh, and I, and yeah, like uh, he, let's have a little friendly hazing now and again, right? One kid is a giant pussy, okay? And then everyone else. There's is always one. Yeah. Look, there is uh, there is some attrition baked into the system. You know there's you're gonna lose a few along the way. 
<laughs> some kids are going to be big pussies. Yeah. Some kids are going to be taped into mummies. It's just, this yeah. is the way it works. It's expected. Yeah. If you didn't do it, there'd be too many kids going out with, like, confidence and shit. Like, that's, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's not how it That's works. not what you want. Whether you're going to be coaching your, your three-year-old in soccer or, you know, uh, high school basketball, there's always one big pussy. Just, that's, just a, <laughs> that's just a fact of life. Just know that. If you don't know who it Call is, them out. it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look to your left. Look to your right. Call one of them a giant pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that wrestling coach who then took over, uh, we could call him Stinky Dick Licker. <laughs> or Al Urban. Uh, I would say... Pretty much everything he did was an example of what not to do. Yeah. Albert the Metro. Peak... <laughs> Any, anyway. <laughs> the, the, the peak of Albert Metro's uh, coaching prowess. So we were arguably the worst wrestling team in our league. It was always between us and one was other a, there was team a famous who duel. was going to be the worst. It's always yeah. those two. <laughs> Which one? Yes, the heated the heated duel. Who's mm-hmm. going to be the doormat this year? Um, and then on the other end, there was usually, at least in our era, there were one or two schools that were always the best, pretty pretty powerhouse schools. Mm. And so to have such a mismatch, um, it was always pretty ugly when you were going to face these two schools. And I particularly remember at the at the time, Wapak or Wapak and Wapakonita, uh, as mm-hmm. my friend used to say. Um, Wapak was a powerhouse, so we go to wrestle there. We were at Wapak, meaning we were on a bus for an hour, 45 minutes, hour, something like that. And we're in the locker room. You know, you do your weigh-ins, and everyone's, okay, now it's time to suit up. We're about to go out there. You're getting your your gear, and you're getting in your headspace, and you're trying to get yourself pumped up. And his dramatic pregame speech was, well, Let's go get our ass kicked so we can get on the bus and get home. <laughs> and that was it. And then we took to the, we stormed the mats. We knew that most of us would lose versus when we would wrestle Defiance or Wapak because those were the two best teams in the league. Most of yes, a lot yep. of you aren't going to make it. We probably wouldn't get skunked. Um, but uh, I famously won in Defiance. But uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Got to put that in. Anyway, anyway uh, but the previous coach did not go, let's go get our asses kicked so we can hurry up and get on the bus. Maybe, maybe by the way, that coach was just a big bus enthusiast. He fucking loved Could the be. bus. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know those dorks that, like, watch videos of train rides so they can, like, pretend that they're riding a train? Yeah. He, he's, he's just... Fucker had bus tapes. Ben, he's but, all... He's all about downtown cities, uh, Mr. Metropolis, mm. or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bussing. Fuck, yeah. yeah. He lives in London now. He, those double-decker buses are like porn for him. Double-decker buses. <laughs> he's just at home. He's like stacking up sandwiches and Oreos and anything he can. Just going, <laughs> what if there's a triple-decker bus? Quadruple-decker mm-hmm. bus. No seatbelts. He doesn't wear seatbelts when he rides in a car because <laughs> he wants to simulate buses. He has pleather benches installed in his uh, <laughs> with no seatbelts in his car. No seatbelts. He stops at uh, at all railroad crossings, goes <laughs> and opens the door. No. Anyway. 
Anyway, the previous coach would tell us that the spirit of the great white buffalo is what enabled the native man to, uh, <laughs> to defeat his, his enemies. And he would tell us to try to apply that somehow to the upcoming match mm-hmm. that we were going into. Now, I know members of Little Captain Travis are sitting at home saying, wait, you guys weren't the best team? In th- I, I, I don't understand. You, you weren't a wrestling <laughs> dynasty? You, you had the great white buffalo guy and you had the guy who told you to go get your ass kicked? You, how, how were you not a Matt, powerhouse? The one time I made it like far enough into a tournament that I was like, what's going on? And they're like, you're going to place. They announced us as O through G because they'd never heard of our school before. We're going to Ottawa this? Glendorf High School, O-G, and I just shook o my head. It doesn't G? even go that direction. Now that we're right? wrestling for O through G <laughs> High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other last uh, what not to do's? Uh, don't be Jeff Corbett. <laughs> don't be don't be a an orange slice level coach, but think that you're wearing that fedora. He uh, very he thought that he was, you know, Vince Lombardi coaching the Super Bowl, even though he was a soccer and basketball coach. Doesn't matter. He probably thought he was in the Super Bowl. Uh <laughs> it's funny because he was always the coach of his son, who is in my grade. And I would say not coincidentally at all, the teams he coached were always terrible. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Even in the the basketball crazy town where everyone loves basketball and everyone's really good at basketball, mm-hmm. uh, there were barely enough kids to form a team in fifth grade across all three schools. Whoa. We had one one team across three schools because there's just like oh, I don't want any I don't want to be coached by Jeff Corbett, uh-huh. and we were terrible. What are the odds? Uh, yeah, but that year we were like you know twelve kids or whatever on the team. And five people got to do stuff in practice. The rest of us were told to sit on the half-court line and watch. And so (laughs) in the rare occasion where we'd be getting our asses kicked so badly that I would get playing time. I don't know what these plays are. I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't like taken a shot before. I don't even I don't have no idea what I'm doing. Uh we were bad. Yeah. We were very bad. He thought he was Vince Lombardi, but also he was terrible. And uh, the idea of make it fun, never he never heard of that. No. Uh, yeah. But he did no. dr- show up to that basketball game in a giant 49ers helmet. <laughs> <laughs> he, showed, he drove around he in the big that. car that they drive out of the tunnel. Yes, the, exactly. Like, the big helmet car. Exactly. That was his that's car. A, San Francisco he, 49ers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, any, any final... Um, Do's or don'ts, uh, Ben, Corey? Uh, I will. I'm coming close. I will find out who did not vote for me as captain, and I will come (laughs) for you. I've got some leads. So your days are numbered. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That's all I feel. I'd like to end on a threat. I'd like to end on Mm -hmm. a threat. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think little Captain Travis is ready to take the field. I'm... Not sure if they're going to be the fedora level or orange slice. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. But let us know how your coaching goes. Did you call anybody a pussy? Did you go and get your ass kicked? Let us know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you want to take a look at a picture of the biggest pussy I've ever fucking seen, uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Free Legal Advice Podcast. And like Granoy says, the best thing about Twitter is its poll feature. We're going to be putting up a vote once and for all. Will Grant be captain of this episode? Yes. Vote on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. Yeah, and if you like the show, can I get a boom chicka boom? Oh, oh God. Oh, my oh, God. No. no, no one understands that, right? <laughs> I no. felt bad saying that. I don't feel good. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 198. So, I, uh, my character uh, in, in the, this, in the Frogtown apocalyptic future is Dalrog the Oil Runner. Um, <laughs> and I do what I think is most valuable to society and, and what I do best. I'm a podcaster. Um, my father, my father, Ganglor the oil runner. Look, he was an oil runner, but uh, does not mean that I have to run oil, and I'm choosing a different <laughs> career. I'm running a different type of oil, Dad. It's not popular with my parents, but it's what I do best. So, uh, the value I, br- I can do both kinds of podcasts: true crime and movie review. <laughs> double threat. Holy crap! Both. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's good threat. to know podcasting won't die out. We we will need podcasting in uh in Frogtown. So I'm going there uh mainly to set up relationships with my sponsors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm going back to Frogtown to have sex with some toad women. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> Turn internet over.